You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. So they're doing great work in the back. <laughs> they are. Sorry about that. Those guys. <laughs> the rim shot. They're they're doing great work. Uh, the big German is here. Dylan, uh, Alan, the IT, Marvin, and uh, Rob, the intern. That's it. And uh, you there at home. If you're watching or listening, uh, doing both, we appreciate you joining us. Yes, Paul? Just to give people an idea of what we do here, Alan, the IT guy, who also does a lot of technical stuff, a lot of technical stuff with the radio That would side. be the IT part of yes. his job. But he also does some radio stuff. Uh, I look in the break. It, it is raining sideways. The wind's about 35 miles an hour. It's, it's not a monsoon, but it's monsoon-ish outside. And Alan's outside on the smoker well, cooking I, some broth. I said, uh, <laughs> hey, I need to defrost these uh, sausages. And I said, how do I do it? He goes, well, I can go outside. I said, no, no, it's bad weather. He goes, no, I'll, I'll fire up the Traeger. So he's out there. And he, he you know, looks like you know, that newscaster who's holding on yeah. to the lamppost while there's you know, a tornado or hurricane. That's what he's doing. But, hey, I, I needed some food. And uh, he's fired up the Traeger there. So I appreciate that. We will give you our best and worst of the weekend. That'll be coming up. A lot of fun this weekend watching uh, CBS with Phil and Tiger reminiscing about winning the Masters. I thought Tiger yesterday was, that was great, uh, great entertainment and really insightful of what you're thinking in the moment. And uh, to let Tiger, for, you know, Tiger to allow us in, that was pretty good. Uh, Drew Brees going to NBC. I don't know when. And, you know, I was told that he was going to play one more year and then he was going to NBC. And ESPN was involved. Fox was involved. I thought he was going to take the Monday night job. And, you know, if you're going to do that, then you're not going to be playing this year. Because it feels like ESPN's got to do something on Monday night. feels like they have to make a change. Well, are you going to make a temporary change? And, you know, you can't get into, let's make another change. And then another change here. And then I started to wonder about Drew Brees. He'll be in the studio with Rodney and Tony and Mike Tirico. But are they grooming him to eventually take over for Chris Collinsworth? Well, Collinsworth is 61. He's not going anywhere. At least I don't think so. Al Michaels, I think Al will do the Super Bowl in Los Angeles, and then Mike Tirico will take over the play-by-play duties. But I think that'll be by choice, that Al wants to be able to do that Super Bowl in Los Angeles, a home game for him, and then maybe that's all he's going to do. I think Mike Tirico is going to do some games on Sunday night, so maybe Al doesn't do a full schedule. Tirico will do some of those games and then eventually move into that uh, seat and work with Chris Collinsworth. I don't know if Drew Brees is... I think you have the luxury of having Drew Brees there that maybe four or five years down the road you could put him in the booth if Chris Collinsworth decided he didn't want to do it anymore. But Collinsworth's at the top of his game, and so is Al. But those were things that I was wondering about with Brees. I, I was told that you know if he was going to be the backup to Peyton Manning, if they didn't get Peyton Manning, well, they didn't get Romo, Peyton Manning, then they were looking at Drew Brees. Could you convince Drew Brees, if the Saints weren't this good, I think you could have gotten Drew Brees for Monday Night Football. But if I'm Drew Brees, one more Super Bowl would be huge for his legacy. Huge. The team's too good to walk away. And, you know, he's playing at a good level. Not a great level, but a good level. And is that level enough for this team to win a Super Bowl this year? Drew already has his you know, future broadcast job, and that's with NBC. So you've taken care of that because there's only so many jobs. There's a lot of people, but there's only so many of those jobs. If you get one, a coveted job, hold on for dear life. 
And I understand why Jason Witten, you know, decided to retire and take Monday night. He wasn't ready for that, but we found that he wasn't ready for retirement either. I mean, retirement's forever. You know, that's the thing. When you retire from football, that's it. And then all of a sudden you go, you know, I'm 36 and I, that's it? I think he looked around and said, this isn't something I do well. And let me go back and play. Now he's with the Raiders. So I don't know when, you know, if he'll get back into this. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler's bored to death. I mean, just watch Very Cavallari and you'll realize. But maybe that's what he wants to do because they're, you know, Fox is looking at, well, what do we do? Charles Davis just got promoted. Uh, Dan Fouts was let go by CBS. You know, there's, there's movement in, in this little world. But if you get one of those coveted jobs, hold on for dear life. And uh, Drew Brees in the studio, three analysts. Okay. I mean, you look at the other pregame shows. I, I wanted more from, you know, less people then I got to go to you and then go to you and then go to you. Like, I have to get everybody's opinion on something, and I don't think that's great TV. As much as Drew would be great to tune in to see and listen to, sometimes you have to acquiesce to everybody in there, and not everybody has a great point. Yeah, Paul? Isn't ESPN and Monday Night Football in a weird position? Because if they would have got Romo or Breeze or Manning, they could have changed the entire booth this year. Now they may have to go into another year with the status quo with the guys they have and hope to try it again next year with, with a, a breeze or a not, and he's off the table or a Manning or something like I that. I think you might be able to get Phillip Rivers. And I think Phillip Rivers would be pretty good there. But you can't go, okay, we're not going to bring back Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarlane. So we're going to put in Dan Orlovsky, uh, Lewis Riddick, and Steve Levy. Okay, but then you do that for one year. And then are you going to make a change again if somebody comes available? I mean, I'd be curious if you put in Levy, Orlovsky, and, and Lewis Riddick, who I do like. Their stars have risen, and, and I think they have sharp commentary. And Levy is, you know, very good at landing the planes there. But, you know, they try too hard. They tried too hard with Monday Night Football. You know, you put in Dennis Miller, and as funny as Dennis is, you have to set him up. They were trying to create Howard Cosell, Don Meredith, and Frank Gifford. And you can't. You can't. It's, it's like, you know, SportsCenter was trying to recreate what Oberman and I did. You can't. You, you create something different, and maybe it's better, but you can't create that. It just happens. You can't create Dick Vitale. You can't create Chris Berman. You have to develop other talent. And Monday Night Football, and a lot of it's luck. You just stumble into it. Hey, we got to have Tony Kornheiser in there. As brilliant as Tony is, he wasn't good in the booth. And then you bring in Jaws because Tony likes working with Ron Jaworski. It just doesn't work. And then Mike Tirico is trying to set them up. You're trying to call a game and have somebody just interject. I mean, that's why Romo works. Because Jim Nance doesn't have to set him up. He, he jumps in, jumps out. Chris Collinsworth jumps in, jumps out. But if I have to set you up, like it's night at the improv, that's really hard to pull off. And it, Dennis Miller is very bright and knows football, but it just felt like you kind of went to him because you were forced to go to him, and the same with Tony Kornheiser. Just put somebody in there who does the game and does it well. Does it correctly, that's all. I think we'd get to the point where we'd go, that's it, I'm good. Just do it correctly. Do it right. No bells and whistles. You know what makes for a great broadcasting team? Great games. 
<laughs> that helps. That helps. You can add to a game. Sometimes you can subtract from a game as well. All right, phone calls coming up. Adam Sandler will join us as well. Best and worst of the weekend. Uh, we got a winner on Fritzy's scoreboard. We do this every day where Fritzy puts up numbers here, home and away, and then we give away DP show gear. Sean Pierce in Oregon, the big winner. And the numbers were 1 and 11, and they have to do with animals. Is that right, Todd? Animals or animal. Animal. If that helps. Okay. Do you want to give another hint here since we do have a winner? Um, bad, uh, bad technology broadcast. Okay. Animals. Animal. This in the horse game. Oh, you, you got the animal part. I got the animal part. Now, now one in eleven. Is that a score? Is that jersey numbers? Is it the outcome of one of the games of horse? Mm. I I only watched a little bit. Chauncey Billups upsetting Trey Young one in eleven over eleven. All right. Yeah, that was that didn't turn out the way uh, no. I think Paulie envisioned. I, you know they were. Tr- they they rushed it. We wanted social media. We didn't want it to be televised. We we you know if you if you got all these guys involved in it and you needed other guys involved. If if you had uh, you know Damian Lillard, you had LeBron James in there. Like to me, that would have been a little bit better. And we had Lillard on, and he said he'd like to do it. But social media would have been better than just trying to broadcast it that way. And I got I hope Trey Young gets a phone deal. You know, we got to hook him up because I don't know what he was using, like a sidekick or something, but that that was not, uh, technology-wise, that was not pristine. Yes, Paul? You also learned the difference in what the players make for their careers playing the WNBA versus the NBA. Mm. Mike Connolly has a home gym that looks like uh, the Lakers practice facility. Yeah. And then Tamika Ketchings, she's got uh, she's got like a two-car garage and, a, a, a you know, just a, a, a hoop outside, like, yeah. a, like a normal house. Yeah, just like the rest of us. They could have held it, you know, we, we could have taken, I could have taken part in this with the man cave that we have here. I got a home court advantage here. That'd have been nice. All right, uh, best and worst of the weekend. Todd, I'll start with you. Best of the weekend, Ronda Rousey lighting up WWE fans. I don't know if you saw some of these quotes. She was on a no, show called Wild Ride with Steve-O. Um, rather spend time with the family. Bleeping ungrateful fans don't appreciate her. Um, but at the end of the day, I was like, bleep these fans, dude. I'm going to just spend time with my family. My worst of the weekend, oil lord Colby K passing away at the age of 25, suffered a brain bleed earlier in the week. So uh, thoughts and prayers. Yeah, I don't me. understand the Ronda Rousey thing. I, I think, isn't she the villain? Doesn't she understand that you get booed because you're the villain? Like, is she is she in character here by yelling at the fans? I, I'm not sure. Like, I, I, I forgot about Ronda Rousey. Like, I, we moved on from that. But I, I don't watch wrestling, but when I saw that she was upset with the fans, you get booed if you're doing your job as the heel. I'm guessing. I don't know. McLovin, best and worst. Yes, obviously, the debut of the show Belgravia on Epics, which is the follow-up to Downton Abbey. It is some saucy <laughs> Victorian action, Dan. Saucy. Uh Worst is going to be Paul Pierce's effort in horse against Zach Levine. I have never seen like Zach Levine, like with just college, you know, hit the backboard on a layup and Pierce couldn't even get there. It was tough. I was waiting for a wheelchair to come out and get Paul Pierce and take him off the floor. Yeah, Paul. See, but that was the problem with the entire competition. You put a guy who's a dunk contest champion against a retired NBA player. They can't do the same moves. But if you had Damian Lillard against um, uh, Victor Oladipo, 
they could do similar moves. Yeah, but Paul Pierce, at my age, I could do what Zach Levine did where you throw it off the backboard and then you score. But he was tapping it off the backboard. Like, you got to tap it on one side, bring mm-hmm. it around, and yeah, throw yeah. the ball in. Yeah. Well, they, they should have taken, taken away anything that was in three feet of the basket. That, maybe that would have helped Paul Pierce there. Seton O'Connor Jr., the third. Uh, yeah, my worst of the weekend was horse, but we just sort of went over that. Except for my favorite part, of course, was actually the seasickness that came with it or motion sickness because <laughs> the cameras were just sort of like, ah. just like oh, yours is right now. This is crazy. <laughs> oh, look, I'm going to shoot this. Well, oh. well, Trey Young was shooting. Like, he, he had degree of difficulty because it was windy. It, yeah. At least I think it was, but it was really some shoddy camera work there. Uh, my best dish for the weekend in that I'll give it like a really solid effort was uh, SNL this weekend, yeah. trying to go Zoom. Yeah. There were some pretty good moments in that. Uh, and I actually, I really liked going to Tom Hanks to do the opening monologue. It was pretty good. Yep. And Sandman had a song uh, as well. He'll join us coming up. Paulie, best and worst. Best of the weekend, Jim Nance and Tiger Woods. Hello, while Walking through the Masters last year. Tiger was unbelievable memory. He was like, he was talking about Francesco Molinari on the 12th hole where Molinari puts it in the drink. And he goes, Tiger is telling us, all of a sudden this little breeze comes in and the breeze is coming towards our faces. And I look at my caddy and I look back at the guys teeing off I'm like, boy, this could go the wrong way. I'm glad I'm not teeing off first. And Molinari puts it in the water and they didn't want to react. You don't want to react. But inside you're like, Tiger was saying, I'm celebrating in my head like I got an opening here. Uh, worst of the weekend, the XFL shuttering the doors. It does not look like it's going to ramp back up next year. Bad timing. But you have the AAF, the AAF going bad last year, and then the XFL going bad this year. Yeah, I don't see somebody trying to do one of these leagues anytime soon. But the XFL suspended operations on Friday afternoon, and it doesn't look like there's a plan for it to come back. And unlike the uh, American Alliance of Football, the XFL appeared to be on solid footing. It, was, it seemed like it had a better plan. It was better run. You know, the AAF did not have a good infrastructure there. But, uh, you know, like other businesses, couldn't survive the uh, pandemic here. And probably is the end of the XFL. And it'll go down as an admirable experiment, but uh, much better than the uh, He Hate Me version. That was back in 2001. I like the in-game interviews. I thought that that was interesting. I like the open communications. And I think that that's something that the NFL certainly monitored, and I don't know if you can implement that. But, you know, the truth is spring football is always going to be challenging. Now, the USFL had success back in the 80s because they paid big stars to play in the USFL. But that couldn't last because they had a quicker timetable where they wanted to challenge the NFL or have some teams get absorbed by the NFL. Because I looked at the USFL the way I did the ABA. They did some fun things. And you had some star power, and I thought a couple of those teams were going to be brought into the NFL. But, you know, a three-year window, you know, you want to speed this up because everybody wants to make their money or get their money back. But uh, the two experiments failed, and I'm sure one day somebody else will try. I know that we love football, but I, we like good football. And if you have something that's a feeder system, and it looked like the XFL had figured that out. They... They maybe had that silent partnership with the NFL. They had networks who were carrying the games and paying them. That was another thing. The AAF didn't get money from their TV partners. It's like, hey, here's some content to fill. And that was it. Whereas, 
the XFL, Vince McMahon put a lot of money into this. And I'm wondering, do you try it again? Did you see it? Was it successful? I think that would be the question I would ask if I'm Vince McMahon and I walk into my soldiers and say, was this successful? And if you get a partnership with the NFL, then you're gold. You know, you're great. I mean, we, we don't go out of our way to watch the CFL, and the CFL is better football than the XFL. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, oh, we got to have football and more football. I love watching the CFL. It's entertaining. But I don't hear people go, CFL's been around for decades. And it's a better quality, better product. But I don't hear anybody saying, hey, got to watch CFL. XFL, we're going to watch. We don't even know these players. You at least have established stars in the CFL. But nobody goes out of their way to go, boy, I got to watch the CFL. For some reason, the novelty of the XFL, all right, we're going to watch. And then some of the uh, things that they did, the innovations, all right, I applaud them. But it, it wasn't, you know, must-see TV. Not at all. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, poll question, McLevin. And by the way, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, our artist, the uh, street artist, Arcee, will come in. He did all the be- uh, beautiful murals in the man cave back in the uh, field house. And we're going to change over Tom Brady to creamsicle Tom. I got a Patriots uh, presentation on Tom Brady there. Beautiful artwork. We're going to change it over, put him in a Tampa Bay creamsicle uniform. Yes, McLovin. Okay, the hour two poll was which quarterback would you be more excited to draft? 51% like Justin Herbert over Tua. Yeah, yeah. I I still like I still like the upside of Tua. Like, you know, there's a fascination with that, but man, with the those injuries follow you. I know that and, and Justin Herbert, I believe, is pretty clean here. We've seen this. Albert Breer came on and he ran down a list of quarterbacks injured in college and got injured in the pros. Like it it follows you. And that would be the biggest concern I have with Tua. Is this something where you're going to be injury prone? Or is this an aberration? That That's the big question I have. But I don't buy into this. He throws better than Dan Marino or Aaron Rodgers or he's the next Drew Brees. He's not. He, and that's not fair to compare him to those guys because he's not the next Drew Brees. And he doesn't throw better than Aaron Rodgers or Dan Marino. And certainly not Dan Marino when he came into the NFL. 20 after the hour. Adam Sandler will join us coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Adam Sandler joining us on the program. Where are you right now? Hello. Sandman. Yes. Where are you? I'm in my, uh, I'm in my uh, uh, room. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what, what, what is your room? Well, the, the home has several rooms, and every room I consider my room. I'm in my room. How big is your house? It's, uh, well, I mean, look, it's, it's bigger than I thought. That's the first time I looked up in a while. It's huge. Are there are there rooms you haven't been in yet? Yeah. It's that big? That's uh, 
whatever room that I see with a relative, I, I don't enter. You know what I'm saying, Danny? Can you work it from home? Like, what are you what are you doing now? Yes. You know what, Danny? I don't work well from home because <laughs> the the children are around. So whenever I uh, start getting a flow going, I hear somebody screaming at each other, and I stop and I go up. I go, "What the hell is happening there?" And then uh, she she pushed me or whatever. <laughs> and then uh, then I go back to uh, thinking of, of some of my great jokes and then i just uh, I, I can't lock it down i'm in a bad mood ever i'm like damn those kids <laughs> are you are you watching movies or shows yes yes what are you watching last, last night we watched uh a steve martin movie uh and we keep throwing on different movies i keep showing them old, old movies that i grew up with and and half of the time it, it works. Time I get you like this, you know. How about you, Danny? You've been watching a lot of movies. Yeah, I have. Uh, well, no, I've actually been watching some TV shows. I watched Ozark. I watched. Uh, I'm watching this uh, documentary on Sunderland, uh, the uh, soccer stuff. Uh, it's a Premier oh, cool. League. Well, they used to be in the Premier League, but it's a documentary, Sunderland Till I Die which is uh, pretty good. So I watched Ozark Fleabag. Have you seen Fleabag? I, I don't know Fleabag. I know it's, uh, everyone loves it. i got to see it. Oh, my God. That woman is spectacular. Uh, I heard. I, yeah, my wife loves it. i got to see this. i got to see this. Miss Sam kind of misses a lot of stuff. i got to see that out. Fleabag, I'll watch. I, 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 what else? I, um, I know Ozark. I, I'm, I'm going to watch that, too. Do you have? Can you step outside? Because your your phone is a little spotty here. What's? It's not working. Uh, it's a little spotty here. Okay, let me go into another. Go go out to one of your verandas or decks. No, I'm out. I'm out on the ski slope now. I got a ski slope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that gave me that joke one time. I was doing Letterman. <laughs> I, wait, I, wait, you're you're crapping out there too. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. Okay, how about this? Is this better? Well, it is for right now, the first five seconds. Okay, hang on. Let me stay. Okay, there it is. Yeah, the, maybe it's bad perception out here. Okay. It's, where's the... Okay, so... Okay, you're... All right, we'll try that. You're you're good. Thank you, Danny. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then uh, the... Uh, I, I saw the songs uh, that you did. You did Quarantine Song and Dutch... Don't touch grandma with Jimmy Fallon. The uh, quarantine song is uh, uh, my, you know, Dan Bula who who plays. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So I I called Danny Bula up and I said I've been getting a lot of requests for songs, and uh, I said you got any ideas? And two days later, the guy sends me that sucker. That's called a good friend. And then don't touch grandma. That was Jimmy Fallon's. Uh, he, he, him, and his uh, writers wrote that and sent it to me. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, let me uh, let the audience hear just a little bit of "Don't Touch Grandma." A- a- anything you want to say in setting this up? Yeah, I, I, we, we had to record it separately, and uh, <laughs> and I was supposed to turn and look at look at Jimmy in the song, 
Uh, and uh, when I turn, I, I turn and I look at nobody because he looked the same way as me. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only negative. But the rest was great. All right. Uh, and uh, thank you, Jimmy Fallon, for writing that sucker. Fallon can do a lot of impersonations of, of musicians. Like like he does you. He does uh, Neil Young, I think Springsteen. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that Fallon could record has he ever thought of recording an album of these artists that he imitates? Absolutely. Yeah, he could he could crush that. But he basically he basically has. He's done so many on the show they could just put put a compilation together. And uh yeah, I mean, yeah, he can he's pretty pretty serious when it comes to impressions, man. Oh man, yeah. Man. Yeah, he, he he's good. But if if you were gonna be quarantined with any comedian who would you want to be quarantined with? 100% Norm MacDonald. Oh, really? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why? Well, because we've done it before. We've done it before. He thought he thought an atom bomb was coming one week. So we just we stayed we stayed in a condo together, and he kept going, not yet. Stay low. Well, wait a minute. He actually thought it was the end of the world? <laughs> no. Oh, no, okay. But, but um <laughs> But no, I think I'd have fun with Norm McDonald. Uh, I think we 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 get along good together. We're good kind of roommates. So we give and take, you know. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty funny. Who would be tough to be quarantined with of all the comedians? Uh, yeah, let's see. That's a good question. Uh, you know, David Spade would be the moodiest. He he like he'd be the funniest one second and then the next second he'd be like, you know that's my toast. <laughs> and I'd say I I, I wasn't eating it. It's Passover. And he'd say what's Passover? And then I'd have to explain it again. Well, plus there's no women around too, so he'd be in a bad mood because of that as well. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Man. Did you ever work with? Uh, um, uh, gosh, now I just forgot his name. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Yep. Did you ever do anything with Chappelle? Uh, no, but we might do something someday. Uh, uh, Chris Rock's been talking to me about doing a movie, The Three of Us. So we'll see. But I know I know Chappelle since he's a kid, and uh, he was always a great kid. And I remember um, when I did uh, Billy Madison, I did that with this guy, Bob Simons, his producer, he's the guy who got it all going for me and uh, in the movies. And um, like a couple of years into it, we were at Bob's office in Chappelle. And I think it might have been his buddy, Neil, came, were at the uh, office and uh, they were making half-baked with, with Bob. And I remember just, just seeing how young and excited they were, just like I was young, young and excited. Yeah, so, you know, I see I see Chappelle on uh, on occasion, but we've never done anything. Yeah, I saw him. Uh, he he won the Mark Twain Humanitarian or Humorist or whatever it was. It was the Mark Twain yeah. Award, and they had all those comedians that came out and paid tribute to him. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that he walked away for didn't he go to Africa for twelve years or something? I don't know, man. He did walk away for a while though, and then came back and took over. Yeah, he's great. He's a good guy, funny guy, smart as hell. And, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see his Mark Twain either. That's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Know. Yeah, it was, it's it's pretty good. There there was some uh, pretty funny stuff on there. Um, are you, are you, are you Rock there? Uh, I did not see Chris Rock on there. I saw Sarah Silverman. 
Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, there was a there's a whole group of people that Common was there doing a song, and like they're just it's a wide variety of people who uh, paid uh, paid tribute to him. Speaking of Sarah Silverman, I I was in a benefit uh, uh, charity uh, uh, poker game Saturday, and. Um, and um, he didn't see anybody because it was on the internet, but you just saw their names yeah. and who you were playing against and how many chips they had. And uh, Sarah Silverman was unbelievable at poker. Hmm. It, yeah, she was way up there on the board. She had some. She was leading the pack for a while. But you never dated her growing up, right? No, no, no. I knew her. Her sister Laura was. Um, she was in my class, and no, we never dated. But. Um, uh, I knew the Silvermans very well. Very, very. My my parents and, and uh, Sarah and Laura's parents were good friends too. So and yeah, they're they're, they're hilarious, great people. Do you have? Uh, can you shoot hoops at your house? Well, it's funny I can, but I haven't been. I I stopped the last month. I just stopped playing because my back and uh, knees were aching so much. So I haven't been doing. How about you, Danny? Are you moving around at all, or just smoking cigars? Well, at night I smoke the cigars. But uh, and tequila, but uh, you know, I got the man cave here. I got the, I got my uh, my dojo. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Man. You know what I did last night? I cranked music and watched my wife stretch. <laughs> she kept saying, "Come on, stretch. You need to." I kept going, "You're doing the great. You're doing great. You're stretch." And what? she was like, "God damn, you're an idiot." And what did you crank? I cranked. Uh, oh, I put on. Um, uh, Spotify pop hits, so I played the youthful tunes that were going and singing. I never mind, you missed the joke. I, you know, you're. T- oh, oh that's good. That was good. <laughs> never that mind. Was good. <laughs> so I thought that all my years, no one ever called it cranking. They're always like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> so your mom never said, "Adam, what are you doing in there? Are you cranking?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's cranking. <laughs> uh, hey, do you need a care package? We we have some new T-shirts. I know that you only wear T-shirts. We have some. Uh, we got a, a Tom yeah. Brady T-shirt. It's called Tampa Bay. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. Yes, I want that. I now, want do you that. want that's large good. or extra large? Double X. Double no. X. No. Yes. Have you let yourself go? No, I didn't. I. I, I mean. What are you? What are you supposed to weigh at five eleven? One eighty five. Okay, well then I let myself go. <laughs> are you a two spins? I'm a. I'm, I would say if I guess right now, two two oh eight right now, and uh, and uh, I wear double X t shirts because they, <laughs> they feel better. They feel better. Don't you? What do you wear? What size do you wear? Uh, when I was. You know, going through all my stuff, I was down to 188, and I was wearing a medium. Now I'm I'm a large, but I'm about. You were wearing a medium at your insanely high. You're, you're what six two? Yeah, yeah. I was doing what? medium, and then now I uh, I'm back up to large. So I'm I, I'm 198. Was your belly button showing in the medium though? <laughs> no, I actually had like a, a two pack. <laughs> By the way, I got this new app, and I've been doing it. I just not eating right, but I'm doing pretty good. It's called Just Six Weeks, and I and it's push ups and sit ups and chin ups and stuff. Yeah, 
And man, am I not going to push ups now? I'm, I I can't believe it. Yeah, but you're not I, doing I, it. No, I am doing oh, it. Oh, oh, I, I don't understand how good I look. Uh, if I lost sixty pounds, I would look <laughs> so good right now. But my arms are my arms are tight as hell. My biceps are bulging. I just uh, I just get covered in a little thick skin right now. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you doing today? What's the schedule today at the Sandman okay. House? So I'm going to talk to the Safety brothers. Uh, uh, we're, we're writing right now. Uh, Wait, another I'm, movie after some other movies? Some, I'm doing a hope movie that I talked to you about. You're going to be part of. It's a it's a I'm playing a a scout. I scout. I scout a, a kid from uh, over uh, in Spain. A basketball, and, uh, basketball player for NBA. Yes, yeah. with LeBron. It's it's cool. It's cool. LeBron's uh, producing, and uh, and so I'm doing that. And then I'm. Uh, how how often do you talk to LeBron about this? We, me and LeBron don't talk about it. Which is just a head nod. Right now, it's a head nod. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, I don't want. I, I don't want to bother LeBron right now. He doesn't do. He's not doing anything. So leave LeBron and let him rest. He's got he's got stuff coming. Do you have Do you have LeBron's number? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think if I made a few I I made a few phone calls, I could weasel at least three out of, out of seven digits. <laughs> I could get a, maybe a two one three or a two one. No, I'm sure I could get LeBron's number. He's a good dude. He, we, we, we're good to each other. All right. So you're going to talk to the the Safety brothers. You got another project. You got another movie or two. Oh, I got a great Zoom call going tomorrow night. You want to get on? With who? It's all comedians. No, why you shouldn't be on a call with comedians? Yeah, PTA is going to be on it too. Who I texted yesterday. So come, come on, come on the call. It's going to be fun. We're zooming away. Comedians, PTA, uh, uh, t- uh, Teddy from uh, from uh, uh, Netflix, who you love. Oh, yeah, big you. big big deal there. Yeah, all right, maybe, but uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, by the way, PTA for those in the yeah. inner circle there. Did yeah. he did he respond to you that I wanted him on the show? I, I, I just gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to I'm going to I brought I brought up a, a hello and then he said where are you when, when can we uh, talk and mm. I said we're zooming Tuesday night so I'm going to bring it up Tuesday. Sounds like it's a no, but all right, I'm going to send you some shirts here. I I don't know if I have double X, but I I'll, not a no. It's not a no. It's going to be yes. I, I want X. I'm going to give you XLs as motivation here. I need you know. It'll be. How about you send me one of each? Okay. Just one of each. Like, but the bland color make the double X, and then the color you know I would love make the XL. <laughs> but but I like literally I've worn XL maybe in the last twenty five years. I know. XL maybe maybe three or four months of that. I got down to the right weight for an XL. What pants do you have on today? Right now, they're shorts, and the shorts are so really uh, – the string is broken. The, the, uh, it sucked. I, I've been doing laundry here. You know I'm not good at doing laundry. I haven't done laundry since uh, NYU days with her lady. <laughs> <laughs> and now all of a sudden, I'm doing my laundry. Everything's shrunk and tight and disgusting, and people scream at me, let me do it. Just don't touch the machine. I don't think your clothes are shrinking. <laughs> All right. Danny, hey, Danny, yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 don't hang up on me yet. I'm gonna tell you what happened. 
<laughs> I did so good yesterday up until around 11.15, and then I saw this giant bag of chips, but on the <laughs> on the front of the bag, it said less, and I couldn't read what it said. It said less something, so I was like, hey, it must be less. So I, you, know, <laughs> you ate a bag of chips? <laughs> I did eat about three quarters of it, and then I left some crumbs for the kids. <laughs> uh, keep cranking, and uh, and I'll uh, and I'll talk to you soon. Say hi to Danette. I love you. And uh, are we gonna do Zoom tomorrow yeah, night? Yeah, sure. Put me on. Zoom it. I'll try love to help you. out. All right, that's uh, Adam Sandler. We'll take a break. Uh, last call for phone calls. Right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Last call for phone calls, uh, Matt in South Carolina. Hey, Matt, what do you have for me today? Hey, what's up, DP? Hey, bud. Uh, Best and worst of the weekend. Uh, Worst of the weekend. Uh, just not having the Masters, ESPN put out a, a little monologue with Wright Thompson, who I know you love as well. Uh, just brought a tear to my eye about all the tradition that is kind of lost right now and really hoping we can get it back in November. Best of the weekend, the Cat Cave Derby, underdog Spiral Ham finally getting into the winner's circle. Uh, it's been a long time coming for the Ham fam, and in times like this, it's just nice to get a win. All right, thank you, Matt. Yeah, Wright Thompson me wrote a beautiful – Beautiful article about uh, Augusta. Uh, that dude can write. He can write. Bob in Florida. Hey, Bob, what do you have for me? Five, eight, uh, two cheeseburgers under 200 pounds thanks to COVID social isolation. Mm-hmm. And my best and worst of the weekend are Masters Rewind was my best. No Masters Live was my worst. And yeah. I have a suggestion for your Merrill. Okay. Uh, us Tampa Bay uh, residents would rather see Tom in the, uh, the new color rush uniform rather than the creamsicle uniform. Can you make that happen? No, no. I, I, but thank you, Bob. No, it's creamsicle. Tom's going into the creamsicle uniform. That's it. I made the, an executive decision, and I made it. People have suggested maybe having Tom Brady in a Tampa Bay T-shirt instead of a football uniform. We start the mural tomorrow with Tom Brady in the creamsicle uniform. Paulie, this day in sports history? Got a few. Uh, Jack Nicholas on this date at age 46 won the Masters. 1997, Eldrick Tiger Woods won the Masters at age 21. And Seton has something for this day in history. 20 years ago today, it was when Metallica sued Napster over the rights of downloading music. Think of how crazy the reaction to that was then versus what we're living in now. Wild. Napster. Uh, Final results of the poll question, McLevin. Who would you be more excited about, Tua or Herbert? 54% said Tua. All right. Fritzy, what did you learn on today's program? The Sandman would pick Norm MacDonald, the community he'd most enjoy being quarantined with. All right. Uh, McLevin? Sounds like the Bengals, according to Zach Taylor, are going to take Joe Burrow. Yeah, it feels like that. Unless, look, leave your options open. Seton O'Connor. Sandman's going to be shredded in just six weeks. <laughs> I don't think so. Paulie, what did you learn today? Travis Kelsey has nothing to do today. Todd, what did I learn on today's program? Uh, we all learned Travis Kelsey thinks Pat will ultimately be making $50 million a year. 
All right. Thanks for the phone calls, emails, tweets, all around support. Those watching, those listening. Tomorrow on the program, the Seahawks quarterback, Russell Wilson. We'll talk to you then. Be safe. Be smart.